you know, sometimes it just is what it is. You can't win them all, can you? And the Phoenix Suns tonight, when they played the Miami Heat, you know, there's pros, there's cons from this game. There's things that we can talk about and things we can analyze and say, hey, the Suns could have done better here. And why wasn't there more physicality there? Where was the rebounding here? But at the end of the day, the Miami Heat just lived up to their name. They were on fire from downtown. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero combined for, what, 58 points coming off the bench? I mean, when, when that happens, oh, oh, my, my apologies, 60, 60 points coming off the bench. You know, and when that happens, it just it just is what it is. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this one tonight, I don't think. This is one of those throwaway games, in my opinion, where there's not too much to ultimately take from this game and look forward to and say, hey, because of this, we need to do this. Sometimes the other team just comes out and they just smack you in the face. And you know what? That's hap- that's what happened tonight for the Phoenix Suns as they hosted the Miami Heat and ultimately lost by 23 points at home to the Heat. Uh, Matthew was actually at the game, so I hope he got his money's worth. But because Matthew was at the game, I am joined by a very special guest. And you know what? If it has to do with the Phoenix Suns, he's going to make a video about it. And he's making that video right now, right here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Brandon, a.k.a. the Suns Geek. Hey. That's an intro. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on, as always. I wish it was under uh, better circumstances. And you know what? I think we can just end the live stream there because there's really not much to talk about tonight. This was a bad loss for the Phoenix Suns. But you know what? We're going to try our best to recap it all and Give the Suns Jamsters the best show that we can. <laughs> agreed, agreed. It's funny because I, you know, I called my wife. I got off work, and I, you know, she's like, "So, how's it going?" I was talking about the game. She's like, "You should have like a five minute podcast and see what happens." Seriously? Like never, you know, like <laughs> you probably could tonight based on what happened with the Phoenix Suns. But you know what? We're not going to do that, Jamsters. You've showed up, and you're here to watch this. Either you want, if you're watching along live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, or if you're watching the YouTube stream a little bit later, make sure you hit that thumbs up button while you're here. And if you're listening to this podcast later, uh, thank you. I mean, seriously, that you, you're a true Suns fan. If you're coming here after a 23-point ass kick, you're, you're a true Suns fan, so we appreciate that. So again, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're absorbing this content. As our buddy So Says Jay and the Fanny of the Flames guys like to say, whatever pod form you're <laughs> listening to this on, uh, we'd, we'd appreciate it. So um, I'll ask you this, though, Suns Geek. Did you bring a beer to the show today? I didn't, man. I definitely could use one, though. I could, too, because all I got is a water. <laughs> yeah, I just got water. <laughs> all right. Well, well, cheers. Let's drink a little bit of water and talk about this ass kick. And, you know, it's probably best we don't drink. So, yeah. cheers. Cheers. Let's, let's talk about this game. Yes, yes. It was a 123 to 100 victory for the Miami Heat on Saturday night. And I'll just ask you this pretty simply, Suns Geek. How'd the Suns lose this game? Well, I'll just say this is that when the Suns, or excuse me, when the other team comes out with more hustle and energy from the jump, 
and when the Suns get caught off guard and they kind of get punched in the mouth early, they usually lose or they struggle to win. And that's exactly what happened tonight. Even though the Miami Heat were down 11 players, that's not, that's not, that's true. Like 11 players down, they showed why they are now 25 and 15 on the season, even with a bunch of injuries and health and safety protocols. And that's what I saw tonight was the, the Suns got punched in the mouth early. The Heat had better energy, more effort than we did. But it was also the 9,345 <laughs> three-pointers they took tonight, especially in the first half. I think they had like eight and seven in the first two quarters or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it, And it also with the attempts, too. And I think it honestly just tired out the Suns. And then maybe we can touch on this later. But I don't know if starting DA and Jay Crowder was the best move. So that, that's what I saw. It's <laughs> funny you say that because I was going to bring that up because you did tweet that out. Yeah. That was one mm-hmm. of your observations early is, you know, obviously both of these guys have missed, uh, you know, a couple weeks now following their COVID-19 health and safety protocols. And, you know, I, I understand why they started. They, they are our starters. But at the same time, they lack the rhythm. They lack the aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. They lack the athletic, the athleticism, and they they lacked the just the oomph, if you will. And, and you could definitely see that early in the game with how you know. J- just look at you know a fir- first quarter, okay? First quarter, the the Miami Heat come out and they shoot fifty two percent from from the field. But eight of their twelve made field goals are three pointers. It's a okay, three point so, contest tonight. Yeah, both and, teams. And, and they came out throwing flames, and they had a total of fifteen rebounds. And that that's where the kind of and the Suns on the other you know conversely they were nine for twenty from the field and they went six for eleven from three. Yeah. But they only had six rebounds. So the 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 Heat you know with, with that being said, there's not a lot of missing in that first quarter. Right. These these teams are both in fuego. But when you have DeAndre Ayton, you have Jay Crowder, you have a couple guys who just lack the rhythm and they were really just a step slow on the boards. Mm -hmm. And the second chance points is what allows the Miami heat to score 33 to the sun's 29. And then you go into that second quarter and the, the Miami heat, keep it up. They're seven for 15 from deep in that period. They go 14 of 27 for 51.9% from the field and the sun shoot 36.8%. They go one for five from deep. Uh, you know, and, and they were out rebounded in that period as well, outscored 38 to 21. And, you know, kind of as you mentioned, and I'll let you kind of extrapolate on that point right now, you know, maybe they shouldn't have started. Maybe you should have tried to wean them back into the lineup by giving them uh, a, a pitch count, if you will. And maybe that pitch count is with the second team, right? Yeah. I mean, it, obviously, I don't want to like question Monty Williams, but I guess that's one of the only criticisms a lot of Suns fans have with Monty Williams is sometimes his decision making, uh, you know, his rotations, getting guys into the game and all that. And uh, James Jones said it on an interview the other day. He was like, you know, you can't be out six or seven days and then jump right back into an NBA game. And I get that. And I get that's why Monty Williams wanted to start DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder. But mm-hmm. if that were me, I wouldn't have done that. I just, don't see it because i mean you know cam johnson's obviously been on a roll i'm sure we're going to talk about him later uh you know jalen smith and bismack biombo were you know playing great for the suns while da was out and i'm just like i don't know if that was the best decision like i just i guess that's just my whole thing and again you know what i'm not even saying that's the reason we lost we you know why we lost this game but maybe the jamsters may not know i mean they punched us in the mouth early they were making and 
taking a bunch of threes. And I've said it on this show plenty of times. I've said it on my channel plenty of times. You can lose to any team on any given night in the NBA. This is just the league that we are in. Maybe 10 years from now, it will not be like that. But right now, you can lose to any team. And the Miami Heat, you know, despite, you know, the Nets playing good and the Bulls and the Bucks and all that, they are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, even with 11 players down. And I think that's what probably <laughs> frustrates Suns fans more than anything is the last two times that we've played teams that have really been handicapped yep. by injuries and health and safety protocols. That would be the Warriors and the Heat. We've we've lost those games. And uh Men Ken Kenny says it in the chat. He says you can't just show up and expect to W. Facts. And and that is a fact. You know, sometimes and, and don't get me wrong, like when Matthew and I were previewing this game, we talked about how everybody was out. We talked about how although Tyler Hero uh was somebody who we were excited to watch and we thought would probably bring it and have that chip on his shoulder, because he typically does against Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns yep. due to his his admiration of Devin Booker, both being Kentucky guys and being, you know, uh, used very similarly, you know, we thought this would be an easy win because we are the Phoenix Suns. You know, we are a complete team. We, we have all of our pieces are now coming back. And and so says Jay said it in the chat. He goes, you know what? You start your starters, right. uh, you know, plain and simple. That's it. You know, I, I do agree with that. I just think that there sh probably should have been more of a pitch count early on. Mr. The, Positivity of Suns Twitter right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the podcast of optimism, fan yep. of the flames, exactly. at fan of the flames, NBA, check them out on the we'll Suns out. podcast network. <laughs> uh, but you know, Deandre Ayton in that second quarter, when the Suns were outscored by 17 points played 10 minutes of it. And I feel like that could have been an opportunity to really give Bismack Biombo some of those minutes, keep the legs fresh, get get DA back in playing shape. Because again, this is a blip on the radar. With this Phoenix Suns team, as much as we love them, they are not the seventy three and nine Golden State Warriors that were just dominating the NBA. They're a very they're they're a clearly a top tier team. They're the second or the, still the first best in the NBA. Uh, although the Golden State Warriors play and they get clay thompson back tomorrow so that'll be interesting you know that'll be a whole other topic of conversation you know so we're definitely the top tier of the nba but there's not such a disparity between like the 2000 what was that 16 warriors and the rest of the league right you know uh there, there's still teams like miami heat who you know they know who they're playing they, they know that they're coming to Phoenix and they're playing one of the best teams. They, they, they want to use this as a benchmark and good teams are going to do this. And, you know, again, as, as Kenny said, you can't just expect that W man, the Pat Riley effect. And I'm not even joking, man. I mean, that guy makes sure that he gets players that play. They had championship culture. You know, they, they are a contender this year. They have good players. And I heard it on the broadcast tonight and all that is that they just find guys that can play my, my guy romp 2.0, Tried to warn us about Max Struess. He made a whole video on him. That guy can shoot, man. They just find players that play hard. And But again, I don't want to make excuses. I mean, sure, DA and Jay Crowder were back, but were they really? Like, they were down, no Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. So it's like, yes. no excuses, man. Play no like a excuses. champion and just, yeah, they, they deserve this win, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, and we deserve, as a fan base, to be a little bit frustrated. Again, I, I wouldn't jump off a cliff or say hey yeah. you know the sun's got to fix <laughs> yes exactly that's <laughs> that should be the title of the podcast we're fine okay this is a random saturday in january of the season like let's relax <laughs> yeah if we went out we will tie those warriors at 73 and 9 so exactly. i mean we're, we're on our way to that so you know again is it frustrating yes is it 
a, a, a gut check and an opportunity to learn from this. Yes. For the Suns and for Monty Williams and, and, you know, Chris Paul, I guarantee you is in that locker room right now, reminding this team oh, like, yeah. Hey, you know, but that being said, okay. We, I would say that the heat won this game way more than the Suns lost it in my personal opinion, right. because again, when you are shooting the way that they did, they shot 22 for 44 from deep. Okay. That's 50%, 22 of 44. Now the Suns, no slouch, 41%. They went 14 for 34. Okay. But ultimately, really good, actually. yeah, that's, that's really good. But I mean, you look at that, they made eight more threes than us. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's 18 points right there. They were a plus 18 from deep. Or I'm sorry, that's a plus 24. I can't even do math. And we got to the free throw line more than they did tonight. Way more than they did. That was crazy. They they were 13 of 15. We were 26 Mm -hmm. of 29. But again, they outscored us from deep by 24 points. We lost by 23. That's the game right there. They and, and don't get me wrong. This wasn't like they were hitting wide open threes. I mean, did you see that game? The the, the shot at the end of the game, like Kyle Lowry, shot clock's running out. You know, <laughs> super 87 feet, and he you know nails it. It's like it's just you know sometimes it's just one of them games. Yep. You know, and and I see I see that uh, Carlos Johnson says in the chat the roof the refs screwed us over. Uh, do you believe that in any way, shape, or form, Sunski? Because, again, you look at that free throw disparity, and, and it's hard to argue that point, I feel. Well, I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but that flagrant, you know, the Tyler yes. Hero, DeAndre. But prior to that and after that, there were some questionable calls. You, know, you saw it on the players' faces and the way they're reacting. You Sure, you can blame the referees, fine, but that's not the reason we lost the game. That's That's how I look at it. So, so tell me about that flagrant. Tell me every, you know, tell tell the jamsters or anyone who didn't watch the game how what happened and kind of what your thoughts. Well, are on what it. I saw was what was DeAndre Ayton supposed to do? I mean, Tyler Hero shoots, and he, I guess, he kind of kicked his leg out a little, but DeAndre Ayton is literally have has his hands up and he's running. What are you supposed to do? He was he was separate from him. How is that a flagrant foul? The way that I look at flagrant fouls, you go back to the Lakers Showtime days when. Uh, I forgot his name already, but he like he like hit Kevin McHale in midair. Like that's a flagrant foul. Like uh, just question. Oh yeah, fishing. Kurt Rambis. Yeah, thank you, Kurt Rambis. I had a brain fart there. <laughs> Kurt Rambis chucking Kevin McHale in air. You know, elbows being thrown. That's a flagrant foul to me. I'm like, I didn't see how that was a flagrant foul. And but again, before the flagrant foul, afterwards, questionable officiating. I mean, there was that one thing with like Cam Payne and Tyler Hero, I think were yeah. kind of barking at each other and something was called. I'm like, this was just a weird, weird game, man. It was one of those games. And again, like I, I'm not one to really go off on the refs unless I feel it's justified. And and Lord knows if you go through the the history of the Suns Jam Session podcast, you're going to find some pretty good John Voida rants relative to refereeing. But, you know, again, tonight, I don't think it determined the game. But I definitely f- can can feel where you're coming from and where and, and see why a lot of jamsters are frustrated with the refereeing because and I don't it, blame them, but yeah. I don't, I don't blame the refs either. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know? just I, I I feel like there were times where the refs inserted them game inserted themselves into this game emotionally. And that's the key, you know, with the campaign thing and even with the flagrant foul, you know, some barking that's going on before mm-hmm. and after plays. I feel like it, it culminated in a couple moments that were disadvantageous for the Phoenix Suns. So, you know, did it ultimately cost us the game? I don't think so, because, again, you look at the statistical 
point of view. You know, the the Suns outscored the Miami Heat from the free throw line by 13. I mean, we, we doubled up on them. You know, you look at the total fouls in the game and uh, there were 18 for the Heat and there were only 14 for the Suns. Flagrants 1-0 for the Suns and, and technicals 2-1 for the Heat. So, you know, as much as we want to sit there and and call out the referees, and I think it's okay to to call out the referees. I think at the same time, we need to have that understanding that it ultimately didn't affect this game. What killed us was the fact that this team just could not miss a fucking shot. Yeah. Oh. And I think that the Miami Heat being good at taking charges, I think that might have took the Suns by surprise. There were a lot of charges taken in this game, bodies flying all over the place. Uh, it's going to be a good experience for down the road. I mean, the Suns got to expect stuff like that in the future, and it's just one of those weird games. But I think you are right. Like, the fact that we got to the free throw line more than they did somehow, but yeah. yet, you know, we're still kind of blaming the referees for the, the loss. It's just a weird – that's just a weird circumstance of a game, man. Yeah, and again, I mean, so you look at, like, Devin Booker, who led all Phoenix Suns scoring. He had 26 points on five of 15 shooting. And it's because he went 13 of 13 from the free throw line. I mean, Devin Booker put his head down tonight, knew that it was advantageous for him to get to the line and that the, and the calls were essentially going his way, you know? So again, Suns fans might be frustrated with how the, the refs were calling the game. I bet you heat heats fans, you know, if, if we went up to SB nation and went to one of those, you know, or, or the, or the, Miami Heat Reddit pages, and you look at it, I bet you they were cursing the refs just as much. So, oh, yeah. um, but you know, we'll go kind of through some of the lineup. Jay Crowder returns, plays 27 minutes tonight, one for six from the field, including 0 of three from deep, uh, ends with three total points. He has five rebounds, one assist. And four steals. He did have the four steals. So Given I did, that. you know, again, this is a this is a Jay Crowder game. You know, he, he's yep. he's gonna play a little bit more defense. Uh, I really liked what I saw from McHale tonight, eight for 11 from the field, including four or seven from DP at 20 points. I feel like he was our one consistent offensive threat outside of Devin Booker, right? Absolutely. And I've said this a lot now, unfortunately we obviously didn't win, but I say when McHale Bridges scores over 12 or 15 points, we usually have a good chance of the game or at least winning the game. And you know, we all knew Cam Johnson was going to stay hot and at least get, he finished with what 15 points. He didn't shoot that great, but he yeah. had 15 points, but still Mikhail Bridges was that bright spot of it. If really there's one takeaway from this game, it's Mikhail Bridges. And you know, his offense has been weird this year. I mean, I think really early in the season, he was like one of our leading scorers. Now it's kind of dipped back down to, I think like 12 a game or something, but man, when he gets going, when he starts scoring, the Suns have a great chance to win. Unfortunately, Mikael Bridges can't do it all. Maybe if this game was closer, his impact in scoring would have been felt more. Without a doubt. And he was part of that, you know, 16-2 run that brought the Suns back to within 13. Uh, Amanda says in the chat, she goes, it was going to be a ball game when we cut to 13, but Hero got a free throw and then hits a three and it turned to a 17-point game. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of just what it is. And and you're right. You know, Mikael is definitely a a herky-jerky, non-consistent offensive player. Uh, and that's, we, you know, we pay him for the defense, so I'm okay exactly. with it. You know, uh, it was nice to see him step up tonight with a lot of the starters back. So, Hey, we got a super chat. Yeah. Super <laughs> chat. Uh, shout out to Jeff, uh, Bernardo four ninety nine in the super chat. He says, Hey Go. guys took my son, Micah to his first game tonight for his birthday. Happy birthday, Micah. Happy birthday, Micah. Can he get a shout out? He's kind of sad. Love y'all. <laughs> Keep up the listen here, Micah. Okay. I know. Welcome to being a Phoenix Suns fan. Sometimes they lose on your birthday and sometimes they win. 
but you know what? You got to go to a game and you got to see your favorite team play. That's what it's all about, buddy. So keep Micah, your head up. As long as you had fun at the game, that's all that matters. And you know what, Micah? The Suns are one of the best teams in the NBA. So it's it's all good. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine, brother. <laughs> and I'll tell you this. If you saw the Suns Gorilla, I hope he gave you a high five. Yeah. You know, so, but again, we appreciate that in the super chat. Uh, Cam Johnson, let's talk about him a little bit. You mentioned it, you know, he had the 15 points. He was three of 10 for deep and four for 13 overall. Uh, I think what, did you see him like tweak his ankle at the end of the game? I didn't actually. Did oh, he do that? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, like 40, 40 seconds left, he's driving to the hoop and he comes down and it did not look good. And he, he oh, walked God. it off and he was limping around for the last, you know, minute of the game down 20 something points. Uh, it's definitely something to um, to monitor moving forward. I wouldn't be surprised if we lose Cam Johnson for a couple of games because it was one of those, you know, Eddie was saying like, hey, he might have kind of like rolled off of it. But I mean, go back and look at that. That was kind of scary. So uh, Cam Johnson, obviously one of the best three pointers in the league, somebody who's, had, who's really made that jump this year, especially, you know, offensively. Prayers up for Cam. I hope he's okay, man, because that did not look good. Yeah, have to look, at that, to, look at that after we're the pod. Have to investigate that after the podcast. But man, I mean, shameless plug here. My channel has been a Cam Johnson channel lately because he's all I've been talking about, yes, really. You have. And it's he's just been so good. And I, I'm getting repetitive on my channel, but in a good way about him. I mean, the guy is just shooting lights out, and it's not even just his shooting, it's just his confidence. I think Monty Williams talked about it, like his confidence. Obviously, on the court and off the court, the guy has just been great. Prayers up for him. As long as it, it wasn't like a Dylan Brooks ankle roll. I don't know if you saw that. Dylan no, Brooks' ankle, was, it was like this. It was like, so as long yeah, as it, was, it wasn't like that, then I think he'll be okay. Cam's a tough dude. And you know what? I know that injuries are the last thing we need right now because obviously we're pretty beat up. But if if they want to set him out for a couple games, I'll be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, it might be okay. You know, I mean, we're playing what the the Raptors next, and that's a yeah. team that's kind we're, of and we're on the road too. You know, I don't know if you want to risk that, but Cam probably would want to play, from what I know. Yeah, I mean, he just has that mentality, and you know, mm -hmm. uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that he has displayed a confidence that you know I had talked about in the off season. I didn't know if there would be enough time for him to really grow uh into the next step in his career but you know he didn't do it in the offseason he's been doing it throughout the season so uh you know even let's see real quick scrolling through twitter okay that's going way back uh flex from jersey just tweeted out exactly what i'm feeling he says cam johnson should not have been in this game with 45 seconds left if he ends up missing any time uh because of a turn ankle monty's night just got worse and that's on him and that's yeah that's, I, that's I, you know what i 100 percent agree i know that flex is a good friend to you and i and he was he was venting all night on twitter yeah and flex is a great follow by the way and i agreed with everything he was saying and I do agree. You shouldn't have your best players in the game when you're getting blown out and a terrible effort. And yeah, he might be right. But, you know, Flex was also just saying things about like effort and embarrassing performance and and all that stuff. And he's right. And I really hope you said it earlier in the show that Chris Paul's probably giving it to them right now. And I'm sure, Monty Williams has some things to say. And hopefully we can go into this road trip and get, you know, our next games against the Raptors. I, I think we kind of need to win that game against the Raptors because that road trip may not be so great if we lose that game. I'll too. tell you. Yeah. I tell you what we lose to the Raptors. Yeah. Like that's when I will come on the podcast and I will be, I, I will be pretty pissed. Yeah. You know, that that's where a team like that shouldn't beat you. You know, a team like the, the Heat can beat you. That's the difference. They have the hot shooters. I mean, again, uh, you know, you talk about Tyler hero, 
He went 12 of 20 from the field tonight and uh, three from four from deep. Okay, I mean, that's a 33 overall points for Tyler Hero coming off the bench. And then Duncan Robinson goes eight for 16 from deep. That's got to be some kind of record, right? Like, it's that was insane. Be. And you know what? I, I don't mean to cut you off here. But no, you're good. Look, I know Tyler Hero had a bad year last year. I think slightly part of it was due to injury and everything. But that guy can play. And I don't care what anybody says. He's up there in the all-star votes, which I think might be a little of a little overreaction. But... He might be an all-star one day, and that, the fact that he idolizes Devin Booker and respects him, that just that makes me like him even more. Yes. I mean, again, he's uh, he's somebody who I, I think you're right. You know, between injury and COVID and, I, and, and the fact that they were in the NBA Finals exactly. uh, in, in the bubble. And, he was and probably the, exhausted. That and the weight of expectations. Yep. You know, I mean, expectations are hard to navigate for a young person. So guess what? He might have had a bad year, but he's having a rebound season. Uh, Duncan Robinson, he, he went eight for 16 earlier this season, uh, against the God, it was just uh, like 10 days ago. It was on the 28th against the Washington wizards. He went, yeah, it, almost the, he went nine for 17 from the field and eight for six, 16 overall. So exactly what he did tonight. So Duncan Robinson is really starting. He's another guy who kind of struggled last year. I mean, this entire Miami heat and kind of this year. year, he hasn't had that great of a season, but he's, he's a lights out shooter, man. He's a smart yeah. guy too. I know you're a big podcast guy. I don't really listen to his podcast much. I don't know how much he uploads, but he's a smart dude. If you listen to him, he he knows basketball, man. I'm sure he does, and I just, I never listen to him because <laughs> I still got the damn time. Exactly. Uh, Babaro Lopez <laughs> says in the chat, he says Heroes winning the Sixth Man of the Year this season. I completely agree with that. You know, I don't know if there's anybody else really in the race. You know, at first we thought maybe Javale McGee, but uh, that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> no, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's not. So, uh, real quick, I want to share something um, from the Solar Panel. They and Dave King and Bright Side of the Sun, uh, he does Bright Side Night every year. And this is a little advertisement about Bright Side Night. So, you know, if you get a chance to jamsters, go to suns.com backslash bright side. And for $11, you can send a first responder or a health care worker to the Phoenix Suns game against the Rockets. So, Steve, hey, I can one play more this minute right of your here. time. Being at a basketball game is such a rush. Screaming at the top of your lungs, high-fiving the person next to you, enjoying that last shot by the Suns. There's no better feeling than that instant camaraderie you get with thousands of other Suns fans at a stadium. We at brightsideofthesun.com and the Solar Panel Podcast are proud to give that game time experience to new fans every year. We call it Brightside Night. We donate game tickets to targeted groups around the Valley who've never had a live game experience. Over the past five years, that's been underprivileged kids. We've sent over 10,000. This year, we're focusing on healthcare heroes and first responders who've put their lives on the line to save others. Now, we want to give back to them. Let's thank them with tickets to the February 16th Suns Rockets game. All it costs you is 11 bucks. What you get out of it is not only the satisfaction of helping somebody, but also of getting something for yourself. You're either in a raffle at the very least, or you get gifts, you get goods, you get tickets, whatever it is. You make a donation, you also get something out of it. Go to sons.com slash brightside. That's sons.com slash brightside. Brightside's one word. Make your donation now. It only takes a couple of minutes, and you're not even going to miss the money. That's one of the proudest accomplishments of my life to do this, and I hope it's going to be one of yours too. That's contributing to Brightside Night is a huge deal. That's sons 
com slash brightside there you go jamsters uh yeah help out the the first responders and the the healthcare workers who've worked so hard over these past two years uh it's, it's 11 bucks like miss out on two cups of coffee or you know like do it do yeah. it yeah uh, I just want to say something on that. I mean, first off, shout out and big thank you to all the health and you know medical workers. You know, just we think our jobs are hard. They, their jobs are ten times harder than ours, and they're doing such a great job trying to keep us all safe out there. And then shout out to Dave King. I mean, as long as long as I followed him, I know that that's something he is taken so seriously, and he's very passionate about doing that. And I wish I would have contributed more in the past. And but especially this year, doing it for the health workers and medical workers and all that. Just shout out to Dave King and everyone on Bright Side of the Sun that's doing that. And you know, you guys do great work over here on the website and on the podcast. So shout out to you guys. Nah, much appreciated, much appreciated. So again, <laughs> folks, just go to sunsdocs.com slash brightside. I'll so, definitely have to make sure to do my best to donate, even if I have to miss out on two cups of coffee because <laughs> I live off coffee. Oh yeah. I'm an energy drink guy. Like I'll I drink I do my drink. monsters <laughs> and my Red Bulls. I just coffee. I just, I don't know. I, I drank it all the time in the army and I just, I don't know. I got sick of it. So uh, real quick, another super chat. So again, thank you for reaching out to the super chat. This comes from Rob sports. who dropped four ninety nine in the, in, in the super chat. He says, I'm a heat fan that adopted the Suns ever since James Jones was hired. Makes sense. He says, I know you guys hate it, hate the, hate the comparison, but hero is literally Caucasian booker. <laughs> I don't think I hate that. And I think I've always kind of agreed with that. Right. I mean, he literally, he, he molds his game after Devin Booker because he looks up to him. He went to Kentucky and he definitely respects him. And he also brings his best games against Devin Booker, just like, you know, Marcus Morris brings his get best games against the Suns because he hates the Suns. I mean, he, if there's a motivation there, so I think it's a good observation and not something I hate. What about you Suns geek? Yeah, I mean, with all due respect, I mean, is he Devin Booker 2.0? I'm I'm serious. Like, he's really good, and he's only going to get better, we assume, just like Devin Booker did. I mean, we all knew Devin Booker was probably going to be a special player in his rookie year, but then, you know, fast forward a couple of years, he's one of the best players in the league and getting snubbed for the All-Star game every year. So, Tyler Hero, man, is he an All-Star this year in your opinion? Ooh, that's a Maybe. good question. I, the only reason I don't think he is is because the East is it's a lot loaded. deeper than it used mm-hmm. to be. If this was three years ago, Eastern Conference, Tyler absolutely. Hero is absolutely in there. But I think if you kind of take a look at their overall guard play, uh, I, I think that he probably he could be an injury replacement based yeah. on some of the numbers he's putting Especially in. Especially since I, Jimmy Butler is injured. Bingo. Yeah. And and might not might not play. And you know, there, there's some injury possibilities, but I think if you kind of go up and down the East, God, I mean, who, who would you like, have him? Yeah, ahead like of? I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, DeMar, James Harden, Trey Young, Zach Levine is playing out of his mind. The whole Bulls yes. are yeah. uh, LaMelo, eh, maybe Kyrie's not going to get in No, And then, so really, yeah. I mean, looking at it now, is he even past LaMelo who's, Real, I really like LaMelo Ball. Um, As do I. And plus, I you got those I four other guards. I just, it's good that he, it's kind of like the DeAndre Ayton thing. DeAndre Ayton was number 10 in the front court, which that's great. But unfortunately, there's just so many players above him. But the yes. fact that he's getting there, maybe that's next year, beautiful. Tyler Hero. Well, and again, he currently, and this is based off the fans' first returns. He's yeah. what? He's eighth, right? Like mm-hmm. after Derrick Rose, above Darius Garland. Yeah. So, and Darius Garland's playing great too. He oh, deserves yeah. some. And you know what? That's why the fan vote. First off, 
we could get into a whole podcast about oh, the yes. fan vote, but uh, oh, yes. hopefully the media and the players will swing him some votes and maybe DeAndre and some votes as well because they all know who the real players are. But uh, Here, I just wanted what, to ask if you if you thought he was an all star. No, it's, it's a great question. I, I love questions. <laughs> uh, I I do want to remind everyone, like again, Matthew and I talk about this all the time, how like all star voting is rigged, so oh, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but again, like on the Twitter thing, like if you're gonna vote for Devin Booker, Chris Paul, or DeAndre. Ayton, do hashtag and then their name, yep. not at them. Mm-hmm. I like I saw the University of Kentucky did it the other day and they got, you know, like 6,000 retweets, but it's like it said at Devin Booker, not hashtag Devin Booker. I'm like, God, it's, you know, at least Devin Kendall Booker's got phone. it right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's getting the notifications versus Kendall did get it right, though. I'm glad she tweeted that out. Amen. And she she didn't get nearly as many retweets as i thought i mean if you follow kendall jenner which i don't but i did once i saw she did that i'm like you finally get my follow she has 31 million followers on twitter insane but how many of those millions of twitter followers are actually like on twitter like you and i are on twitter Mm -hmm. like i highly doubt that all the kendall jenner people are on twitter if they were if instagram votes counted I bet you, and she did some on Instagram, and there was a hashtag there. I bet you she get all he, Devin Booker be number one because everybody follows her. You know, mm-hmm. or who, who does follow her on Instagram follows her consistently on Instagram. That's more of her niche, if you will, niche, niche, niche. <laughs> That's why, even if the voting is rigged, I still really hope that the players and the uh, the the media and coaches, I think, get it right. You know, yes. and the fact that Devin Booker is right there. Uh, in the top five, when really he should be top four. Uh, yes, because of Clay three. Thompson. Yeah, exactly. So he he deserves it this year, no doubt. And we'll see. I mean, again, I really think that God, it'd be great if he started this year. Right. It should be. It should be an all honesty. All honesty. It should be Steph and Devin Booker. I know that <laughs> John awesome. Rant is uh, obviously putting together something special in Memphis. Uh, but it should be Steph and Devin Booker. They're the two best players, you know, the best player on the two best teams in the NBA. Uh, the fact that Luca gets as much love as he does is still asinine to me. I exactly. really feel like he has fallen off pretty. Like if Luca's a starter this year, then I'm, I'm done. Like I'm just so done. It's like, come <laughs> and I'm on. an NBA All Star fanatic. I love me NBA All Star Weekend. I do but too. If he is starting in the All Star game, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, and again, I I really think that you know the coaches uh, and the media is that who it is? is it the coaches and the media or the players and the media or is it all four? I That's what forget. I'm thinking. I thought it was all three, but it might maybe be coaches. I don't know. But either way, like, I feel like it's the media gets a vote, and I feel like the coaches get a vote. I don't think the yeah. players do. Yeah, and yeah I, I could be think, wrong. I think that the media players should be voting is what I probably was well, thinking. Well, yeah, because they're the ones who are like going against these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, this is because, again, if that was the case, I feel like Devin Booker would be in almost every year because he has such great respect from his fellow players. Mm-hmm. But I think that the the tide has turned on the love affair with Luka Doncic from a media standpoint. I really feel that. You know what I mean? Like people are starting to see what a lot of us have seen for quite some time is that Luka Doncic is kind of like Russell Westbrook in the in, relative to the fact that he's just kind of an empty triple double. Like he gets triple doubles all day, but he also has like some of the worst three point shooting you've ever seen. And his team doesn't always win. So I feel like that plus the coaches, I really feel like he's going to fall out of that because of their vote. The, the fans will keep him in there because you have overseas voting. It was just like Yao Ming. Yao Ming yep. didn't play for a season. He was still the number one vote, vote, vote getter overall mm-hmm. because he had the entire country of China behind him. 
even before he was like retired and out of the league, he was still getting votes. Yes. And that was just absurd. And he's a great, he was a great player and everything, but that was just ridiculous. Absolutely. Uh, bringing it back to this game, a couple more things I want to talk about before yeah. we get out of here. Suns Geek. Uh, Cameron Payne, 21 minutes played tonight, three of 13 from the field, eight total points. He did have four assists and one turnover. Uh, where are you when it comes to campaign? Uh, for the overall season as of late and then overall season. I, I would like to think of myself as a pretty patient guy. I'm patient with people. I work in childcare, so I'm patient with my kids. I'm patient with my two crazy dogs who have been on this show multiple <laughs> times with their barking, but you know what? I'm, I might be losing a little of that patience, but you know what? It's January. He's had a few good performances here and there but not really like that impact, I guess you could say, like that stuff that we saw in the bubble and we saw in last year's playoffs and all that. So maybe he needs to have a few games here and there where he's not just scoring, but he's, you know, being a contributor in the assist column and just being an impact. But like how much more patient should I be? And really how much patient should we all be? I, I don't know, man. He really needs to get a few games consistently together. Does that makes sense yeah absolutely and i think that's something i've kind of been going back and forth on is you know what really is campaign's contribution to this team over a long period of time you know obviously if you go back to the bubble and if, if you look at it from that timeline you know campaign brings us energy he's brought us fire uh he helped us immensely during the nba playoffs especially very passionate too very, very passionate, passionate and, guy. and he gets the crowd going you know mm -hmm. i mean so uh, I'm definitely a fan of what he brings to this team. But when I look at this team in its totality, outside of probably a backup four, I feel like our backup guard situation is something that could be improved. You know, Landry Shamit, Cameron Payne, you know, do, do I like them? Yes. Do Alfred I have Payton. Alfred Payton? Mm -hmm. But it's like, I, I have this like, you know, love, and, and hate relationship with our backup guard situation. Cause I just don't feel we get very much consistency from it. So again, I'm not going to look at this game and say, Hey, this is the reason why Cameron Payne should be explored in any trade deals. I, I'm not going to do that. Cause again, I, I already said it at the very beginning of this podcast, you crumple this one up and you throw it in the trash. Exactly. Can. Like this is just a throwaway game, but I have noticed a trend recently where Cameron Payne just isn't consistently performing to what my expectations would be. Yep. And my expectations for Cameron Payne, it's pretty easy. Continue to do what you're doing relative to bringing the fire, to, to bringing the intensity, to bringing the passion. I'd like to see him play a little bit more of what he used to do when Javon Carter was on the team. That's some, just some full court, for, full court press. We yep. don't see that from him anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more distribution, as you mentioned. I'd like to see him set up his teammates a little bit more because I feel like he starts. He's a, a one-trick pony almost. It's like I've got the ball, I'm going to the hole, or and... I'm going to shoot a deep three. It's, yes, make it occasionally, which he can't do. But yeah, it's it's we need consistency out of the guy, and we're we're not seeing it. I like what Felix says in the chat. He says Cameron Payne is Brandon Knight right now. <laughs> I kind of can see that, you know, it's like he has games where he'll score 17 and you're like, all right. And then all of a sudden it's like he has these off games. And again, that's why he plays on the, uh, on the second team. That's why he is not a starter in the NBA. It's because he lacks the consistency, yada, yada, yada. I just, 
I really, I just don't feel the right vibes from him right now. And again, this is a complete feel thing. I can't sit there and point out one specific thing that he's doing that really is overly frustrating me. You know, you look at his last month that he's played since December 6th, and he's got 11 points and 4.5 assists. But it's the fact that he's shooting 32.7% from the uh, from deep. And the fact that he's shooting 41% from the field, I think that's what it is. I just, I'd like to see a little bit more efficiency from campaign because I feel like he's just missing a lot of shots. Yeah, and Monty Williams said something about Cam Johnson in terms of like shooting every single shot. I'm like, I just wonder if campaign needs to just do that one game, just take every single shot, drive to the lane, lay up, try to lay up every single ball. Just like, I don't know. He he needs to, even if he just gave us a simple like 15 points, 12 points, 13 points, maybe that would spark some life into him and maybe have a few assists here and there, you know, and, and you're right. I love how you brought up the whole Javon Carter defensive effort thing. And I get it. Maybe he was trying to, I used to say it all the time campaign plays like his job is on the line. Maybe that's why he was doing Facts. it. But now that he's got that contract, maybe he's a victim of one of those players who got a contract. And I'm not saying he's like, Oh, I'm rich now. I'm in the NBA. I can just slack off for a whole season. No, but like, I'm sure the dude plays hard. I'm sure there's things we don't see in practice, but like, Right now, it's bad. If at the end of January he's still playing like this, we might have to do a whole show on him because he's yeah, yeah. We'll, and, we'll see. And again, like I'm okay with him making eight points if he, if it happens on like four or seven shooting, and he's got three or four assists coming off the bench. Exactly. Like that, that's a, that that means he's impacting the game consistently in a positive manner. But when you are having these games where he's shooting as many shots as he is, so. You know, tonight it was 13. He shot nine shots in the last game, seven before that, 12 before that, nine before that, 13 before that. Didn't he have like a 24-point game not too long ago? I was like, that's the campaign I want to see. But I feel like that was so long ago. Yeah, that was the fourth game of the season. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or no, his fourth game of the season. It was the the ninth game of the season for the Phoenix Suns. It was at Sacramento. He had 24 points. Yeah, it's like, and I know we're not going to get 24 points out of campaign every night. But again, it's it's the fact that, all right, so uh, Gideon in the (laughs) chat brings this up. He says, sometimes Payne takes dumb shots, gets cooked on defense, and he's inefficient. He's shooting 39% from the field and 32% from downtown. Also, his decision-making has been low so far. And that's where it is. And and That's a pretty good summary of it it, right there. It really is. And I think that the juxtaposition when you have the point guard starting for you really brings to light the ineffectiveness of the point guard's backup. I mean, when you have Chris Paul, who never turns the ball over, who is a an efficient player and does obviously, you know, dish out as many assists as he does in the minutes he's given, you know, Cameron Payne, it juxtaposed against that is a score first guard who doesn't necessarily set up his teammates and a lot of his shots because of the difficulty of these shots. And, you know, he, I've always said it, he's got the Barbosa in him where he's taking these kind of weird angles to the rim and, and making these really tough shots. They just, a, a lot less of them are going in this season. Yeah. He's super fast too. I'll give that to campaign's credit and I'm not trying to crap all over campaign, but I will, just, I will just say this again. If it's the end of January, He's still playing like this. We might have a problem. Now, I'm not saying they're going to trade him. That I think that's extremely unlikely. There's a lot of other guys on this team that will probably get traded first. But, you know, and you know, we've seen it. Sometimes players just have a bad year. Tyler Hero last year and all that. But uh, it's something that I'm glad we talked about this because I was really being patient. I'm like, I'm not going to make a video just yet, but maybe, maybe at the end of January. 
There you go. Feel free to snip all the the points that we've made here and put it. Yeah. Into a video, so. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You brought up a rant or you said like, oh, man, if the re-, like you said something about the referees and a rant earlier. Yes. I remember one of I was on this show and you and I just went off on the referees and I clipped it. Yeah, and that video right. did so good. I'm like, thank you for letting me do that. <laughs> oh, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, everybody hates the refs. Let's let that's not. Even <laughs> but they right have been that. better this year, in all fairness, except for tonight, they were miserable. Tonight. Well, they just they allow people to play more physical, yep. and that's what I like. I mean, that's the basketball I grew up watching. It yep. it wasn't until probably about the mid 2000s and Kobe Bryant that era kind of changed to the ticky tackness that it's turned into where it's like, you look at a guy cross-eyed and he's at the free throw line. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I'm so glad that they can play physical. You uh, pat a guy on the back, tell me he's doing a good job. That's a technical foul technical. right there. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. it again. You're out of the game. So yep. tell me what you saw from this guy tonight. Stitch report. Jalen Smith ends with a total of 13 minutes, went 0 for 4 from the field, including 0 for 1 from deep, had four rebounds and two points only, also had the two personal fouls. Uh, what 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 happened tonight with Sticks? I'm going to kind of defend him here. I wonder if it's because he didn't start. And I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, maybe he just, you know, back to the bench feeling. But this was just an off night for so many players, man. I honestly didn't see much out of him. Um, and I'm sure he was working hard out there. But, again, the Heat were down 11 players. It's not like Bam Adebayo's out there. Yeah, It's not like you're guarding DeAndre Ayton in practice or anything. You should have been able to work these guys. Uh, I didn't see much. and But, again, it could have just been the Suns missing a bunch of shots and being a step slow on defense, and it just probably rubbed off on him. And just, But, hey, I mean, over the last five games, he's been incredible. Absolutely. So he, he was due for a bad game here, and hopefully in Toronto he can make up for it. Yeah, and I, you're not wrong in making the observation that perhaps it had to do with the fact that he wasn't starting because mm-hmm. guess what? This is a young player who is learning how to navigate his way through the NBA, the ebbs and the flows uh, that are you know not only going on during the game but outside of the game. And I think that you know it, it's kind of like a – let's say you have a young pitcher – and he's pitching all the time, and then you throw him in the bullpen once, and all of a sudden, like he gets lit up, and you're like, "Well, what happened?" You yep. know, it's like, "Well, it's because you know he's just, it's a, it's a little different, and that's part of the growth that occurs for every player as they try to adjust to whatever's being thrown their way." So, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll give him that one. But again, I kind of saw the same thing where it's just like you didn't he, see he, much. You didn't see much. I didn't see the confidence. I didn't mm-hmm. see the engagement. I didn't see some of the the physicality uh, that you have been seeing from him thus far this season so again you know no big no 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 big deal uh just like the rest of this game so we'll dish it out simply because uh it's it's part of the show but (laughs) i don't know if anyone really earned it but yeah let's do it jam star of the game All right, Jamsters, if you're watching along live, please hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, rate, and review. And if you're listening, uh, just, I don't know, enjoy your flight to Houston or wherever the hell you're flying to (laughs) while you're listening to this. So uh, who do you give the jam star of the game to, Brandon? Mikhail Bridges, I think, is the easy answer. But you know I like to do this on the show. I have an honorable mention it's Cam Johnson, man. I'm just going to turn my channel into a Cam Johnson channel. So <laughs> that guy sneezes. I'm going to talk about it. So I mean, he's playing good, man. Despite the bad shooting tonight, he's playing really oh, good. I'm, I'm in healthy. love with Cam Johnson, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm you really and never, Matthew, man. You I don't guys, know how I missed that, man. Like, well, it was the very end of the game, and you're probably setting yeah. up to come on the show. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's over. Yeah, you and Matthew should literally like be the president and CEOs of the Cam Johnson <laughs> fan club because he's exactly. loved this guy forever. <laughs> you know, and normally Matthew will miss on some players. You know, he was a big Josh Jackson guy. Uh, God, I, I go through every draft and tell you that like Matthew always likes the wrong guy, but he really liked. Kent I was a Johnson. big Josh Jackson guy because we didn't uh, have anybody besides Devin Booker, so well, <laughs> I was the, confident. The man. reason I wasn't a Josh Jackson guy is one, I was a De'Aaron Fox guy, and oh. that met the need oh. because we got Josh Jackson. We we like we literally already had a three mm-hmm. in TJ Warren at the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. why are we duplicating positions? Why not? So just... many people told me about De'Aaron Fox before oh, that man. draft, and I I didn't listen to them. Oh man, I loved him. And again, you know, we have a long, he's got a long way to go. Uh, but I still, you know, I, I so says Jay is always a big fan of saying that he's going to be a member of the Phoenix Suns in 2023 when he's available to do so. But um, yeah, Blaze Megatron, Fox sucks now too. You know what? Fox, he, he might not be great, but again, that's the deepest position in the NBA, in my opinion. I was listening to, I think it was the mismatch, uh, the Ringers mismatch with Verno and, and KOC, and they were talking about how. Uh, deep the point guard position is and how there's like four elite point guards and from there you can kind of fill it in so it's like yeah I I would be okay with Fox on this team post CP3 Uh, it's the wings you really need to hit on and and Cam Johnson as you mentioned you know bringing it back to him and your jam star of the game and and McHale both Mm -hmm. wings Mm -hmm. jam stars the game Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on both of those Uh, again I liked what I saw from Devin Booker um, I feel like, you know, he, he did what he was he tried. I he mean, tried. He, he, well, and he, what are you going to do? He was cerebral this game. Yeah. And I love cerebral games from Devin Booker because that's the rub off that he's getting from CP three. It's like, listen, this is a game where you know that they're calling a certain way attack, get, get, get the, the opposition in foul trouble and get to the line to get your points. And he did that. And he tried his best to try to, you know, assist the Suns in their comeback that via that route. Cause they weren't beaten from the three point line, but ultimately they were just way too much for the phoenix suns so uh on that note we've got up next the toronto raptors um let's see i don't even have a thing for it um so suns at the raptors now the raptors are playing in canada now canada now right yes no but they don't have fans now just because of everything going on which canada you're so weird just yeah whatever (laughs) uh we should kick the shit out of this team right Maybe uh, I feel like they're kind of one of those teams where even though they're not as good, I mean, they're obviously not the championship Raptors in 2019, but they, they have some players. I mean, Fred Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, probably some guys that I'm forgetting to mention. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we are on the road coming off of a really bad loss, but I mean, you know me, I got to go with the Phoenix Suns, man. Of course. But I mean, they're, they're 19 and 17, uh, currently the seventh seed in the West, uh, they just beat the Utah Jazz 122 yeah. to 108 in their last game. They've had some wins like that this year where, like, you didn't expect them to win. They That's why they're, I mean, 19 17 ain't bad, you know? No, not at all. And like you said, Scotty Barnes, the rookie, he's been playing well. They got OG Ananobi. They got yeah, Pascal Siakam. Somebody, yeah, those guys. Those, that, I haven't heard so, much from them. That's probably why I forgot to talk about them. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, but again, they're a team that's definitely uh, hangs their hat on their wing play. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of going to go as they go. So it'll be really interesting to monitor the Cameron Johnson situation and see if he's going to be playing uh, in that game following that. You know, hopefully not big of injury. I'm really not hoping. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Precious Achua. I mean, so, so, I, I saw this team actually play the Boston Celtics in Boston earlier this season. And they, awesome. you know, it was a fun game. And, 
Boston won. It was one of the few ones that they won. Um, Boston, what a shit show that is, huh? Dude, we could talk. I remember the last time you and I went live, we talked oh, about yeah. Jason Tatum, but <laughs> yeah. ever since then, it's gotten worse. Did you see oh, that Bing so Bong, bad. RJ Barrett, Buzzer Beater? Yeah, that was right before the insane. Sun's game. But they were losing that game. I mean, Evan Fournier had like 41 points that game. So, Well, he just, <laughs> for some reason, he smokes the Celtics, the mm-hmm. team that he played for last year. I mean, he's averaging like 37 <laughs> points a game against them. But, uh, but yeah, this should be a win for the Toronto Raptors, so... Um, I don't think I'll actually be on that one because it's a 4.30 start. On, I'm out on the West Coast time, so it's a 4.30 start my time. Yeah. So And it's 6.30, so uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll be on that one, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, you, you know me. I'm, I'm available if you need me. <laughs> the geek is in the building. The geek is in the building. I appreciate it, man. Uh, on that note, Jamsters, you know, thank you again for joining us, uh, and thank you again, Sons Geek, for, you know, honorable mention, always love having you on the show it's very nice to talk to you and not have like a fucking tornado hitting your house remember that that's what happened last time Dude, i was I talking to you during those tornadoes <laughs> that hit the midwest man like that was insane you could have been blown away like we, mm-hmm. the, oh, whoop, <laughs> there goes sun's geek <laughs> don't ever question my dedication to my channel <laughs> or to this show because uh, i sat through a tornado and did this <laughs> podcast with you guys <laughs> but no i mean I, I love being on here man you guys know that i got a lot of respect for you guys you guys are literally here every single game rain or shine doesn't matter and uh it's it's i mean you guys are just you guys are great so everyone make sure to hulk smash the like button on this podcast subscribe to the sun's jam session podcast and then i think it was sonia if i'm saying her name correctly she said that the uh medical workers and all them are the real sons jam stars in the game and uh she's absolutely right so amen especially right now i mean so again you know like i'm uh uh traveling i mean this whole season i've been traveling i'm back up in reno and hopefully this travel is going to be ending here in a couple weeks i'm really excited for that and i mean half the staff is wiped out because of omicron and all that stuff so again those healthcare workers you know i know you're putting in the ot and you know God bless you and thank you for what mm-hmm. you do. And again, if you go to suns.com backslash bright side, you can donate and send some of them to go see the suns beat up on those shitty Houston rockets. So <laughs> uh, suns geek, tell everybody where they can follow you and, and where they can Hulk smash your like, button. yeah, uh, you know, my, my name is suns geek making super consistent videos about the Phoenix suns for years. Now um, you can follow me at suns geek on YouTube, either on Instagram, Twitter, just search suns geek in the search bar and you will find me. And I appreciate anybody's support and, you know, thank you to all the health workers out there. And, you know, once again, thank you for having me on the show, man. Of course. Uh, Not the last time for sure. So we appreciate you stepping up, Jamsters. You know what Matthew would say? Go home and love your families. Nailed it. All right. (laughs) See you guys next time. Take care.